When it comes to EVE Online, every player wants to know the most effective tactic available. You want to know the meta. The meta controls everything. It determines what will and will not happen. Knowing the meta will alter your views, make you question your reality. It might even make you laugh. And now, you're part of it. You're watching The Meta Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Meta Show. Today is Saturday, June the, th June the 10th. Is it the 10th? Today's the 10th. We are three days away from the launch of the newest EVE Online expansion, Viridian. As I noted in the title of the show, expansion goes green on June 13. It's happening. And I'm wearing a green tie just because of that. It's true. We're not very, we're not totally color coordinated today, but I do appreciate that. We're that not. I true. definitely, I did out. miss that memo. I'm sorry. I'm. It's I'm, okay. You guys didn't need to, to dress up or anything for the show. Thanks for not bothering. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Scrubs. Anytime. Right. Yes. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually wearing my morning blacks today. Uh, <laughs> I'm mourning the loss, the tragic loss recently, just within the last couple of days, of um, Ted Kaczynski. C not Ted Kaczynski. Oh, no. okay. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. CCP's wow. CCP's informational security. It's uh. Ah. Long, long oh, okay. You're getting ahead of yourself here, Mark. Yeah, long don't gone. spoil it. I, I need yeah. to. I'll put on my my morning hood. So yeah. is that robe new? Is there? Do you have a black robe now? That this color is a new robe, history. I believe. It yes. is. It is a new. It is a new robe. This is a new robe. This is a uh, uh, the Amazon chic is what I like to call it. Is this? Did you get a black robe specifically for the expansion? Is that how you feel? I got a black robe uh, because this one is not nearly as heavy as my other one, and Georgia is fucking hot. I understand. So, anyway. uh, Mark, you'll notice that in chat, Mrs. Briscus said, "I dig the Greek key," which is exactly the same thing Thank that I you, told Ms. you. Brisk. When so I saw you in your new, uh, yes, in your new robe. I, I knew she would meeting. like that. She's got good taste. But don't let me get in the way. Listen, I, despite we'll the fact get, that we'll I get am, there, we will get there, we will get yes. there. Let's let's Other get there. To talk so, about. all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, just on the soapbox, real quick, for those of you who are in Las Vegas for E Vegas, we salute you. We hope you guys are having a good time out at E Vegas. Uh, e Vegas was moved up this year from October to June because the ccp fan fest eve online 20th anniversary thing is going to be in september and they thought it was a little too close to uh the normal time that we do vegas in october that will not be deterring a significant number of my colleagues here in the imperium and elsewhere from doing eve vegas again in october but i did want to acknowledge all of our friends who are in eve vegas right now partying it up you're probably not watching this show you're probably getting drunk and hanging out with each other which is what you should be doing but we want to at least give a shout out to our friends who are out there in Vegas, Carneros and others. So have fun, stay safe, don't do anything that I would do, and we will see you guys when you get back to Eve later this weekend. I'll have, now, to, I'll have to get down there. I knew about that. 
but have been so distracted by ongoing matters, right? Maybe I'll go crash a party or two. It's That's supposedly go visit. Supposedly, it's mostly non-Imperium citizens, I wonder. I have heard that there are some goons there, that there are All some right. other Imperium members there. So just, uh, you know, maybe if you want to go wander around. And, and hey, you know what? Maybe you could exactly. do some Dipso work with the Horde guys. And the other exactly. Right. I am, I'm known for my unusual worm-tonguing capacity, as a matter of fact. Correct. Now, the bulk of this show and the reason why we are joined again by Kazanir, not in his capacity as senior leader of the Goonsform Federation, but in his capacity as CSM member and Angry Mustache, our favorite walking, talking, laughing, and cajoling spreadsheet. He's here to talk about industry, industry stuff as well, because we got a lot of changes. There's a lot of stuff in this expansion, and I have to give... I want to give CCP credit, and I also want to give them a hard time at the same time. So we're going to go over all the stuff that's currently in this expansion that we should see on June 13th. And then we're going to talk about all the stuff that didn't make it that I think kind of puts a damper on some of the stuff that was added. And then, of course, to start, after I push the button for our top story and we start talking about the expansion, I'm going to let Mark tell the story of the wonderful and lovely massive leaks that accompanied the start of this expansion rollout during this week. So, everybody, our top story is the Viridian expansion launching June 13th, which is Tuesday. Now, Mark. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what happened this week, because it's kind of funny in a it's not really that funny, but it's kind of funny, kind of funny way. It's, it is kind of funny, it, it, depending on how you how you look at it. It's either it, it goes it oscillates back and forth between being funny, haha, and funny like uh, um, like the like a funny smell. So like this a happened, like a full diaper smell, like a full yes. diaper smell. Yes. So Thursday uh, we knew, you know, coming into it that. Um, you know, we were some information was going to be available uh, coming out this week, um, and Thursday, we, uh, you know, came in normal day. Uh, nothing had nothing unusual was happening, um, and later on in the day, I received a message on Discord from a concerned citizen, a wormholer CEO, who had told me or was trying to mine me for information at the time. Now, listen, I am a strict proponent of the NDA. Uh, my lawyers have instructed me to say that. Um, and would never do such a thing. Certainly would never do such a thing. Um, but it was, I was curious where he was getting this information from because it was not information that was public. Come to find out, the uh, Thunderdome, as, as those of you who have, who have interacted with the Alliance Tournament and tournaments that used Thunderdome before in the past, Thunderdome was seemingly accidentally patched with a current version of the game. Uh, so for those of you who are future, unaware... Future version. A right. future version, yes. Sorry, the... They, it, they allege. The, yes, the future right. version. Now, for those of you who are unaware, the Thunderdome, there are a number of servers that CCP operates. There is the Tranquility server, which is the main server that we all play mm -hmm. on. There is a Serenity server, which is the Chinese-based server. There is the Singularity, also known as CC server, which is the test main test server. And then there is Thunderdome, mm -hmm. which is the server that is used for Alliance tournaments and other types of tournaments that has tools that are designed for tournament play 
and it usually is not turned on except for when there is an alliance tournament coming up and that's why it's turned on because Which the alliance is. tournament teams have been practicing correct in there so, so continue mark yes the alliance tournament teams had logged in and in the process of looking for you know ships to fly and doctors i'm sure they were just going about their their well-intentioned work of uh you know preparing for tournament scrims uh, they happened to find uh some marauders that had been uh altered slightly and upon further investigation, those hmm. those marauders, it wasn't just the marauders. It was the Bastion oh. module. The Bastion module had been altered. There were some other battleships that had been altered. And then they looked a little bit deeper. And there was some other stuff in there, too. Some some Tech 2 Dreadnought blueprints available in Thunderdome. Very strange. Because those of you who don't know, uh, no such thing exists on Tranquility. So they, of course, were uh, flabbergasted uh, by what they were seeing. And started telling everybody they could, everybody they could talk to, and started uh, immediately pinging all of us, asking if we could confirm if this was real or not. Now that put us in a, a and also horrifying. immediately started buying Tech Two Dread materials on Vita. <laughs> Correct. That too. <laughs> it would have been a hysterical bait if it had not been if it, if it was if it was false. Uh, and I really wish, uh, to a certain extent, that they had uh, loaded false information on there and then baited out the AT players with that. But. Uh, it did seem, at least from our now with the benefit of hindsight, it does seem like it was a true leak. Uh, the stuff that we saw matches more or less, not the Wally post, but you know the other post. But that's Wally. But that was Wally. Uh, he is a king. Um, so yeah, they they put us in, then in a, a terrible position because when presented with information that says, "Hey, we know this about an upcoming patch. Can you confirm it?" You you really can't say anything. And in fact, the best thing to do is just walk away from your computer uh, and go to the pub. Because if you say, no, I can't confirm that, then that to them says, yes, this is true. Yeah, I made, just... I made, a, I made a joke to some people. I was thinking about occulting myself in prayer and seclusion to the Welp Gods <laughs> for several days until the patch actually landed, rather than take any further questions. I was in command mm -hmm. chat with our own defense fleet when the thing started hitting Reddit, of course, including the Wally post. So I started getting mm. questions, and I'm like... Come on, man. You know I can't possibly answer that. I probably said some yeah. variation of that phrase like a dozen times, right? Cause, my, yeah. You may my, say so. I couldn't Thursday. possibly comment. Yeah, I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> my DMs uh, are only just now starting to recover from from th from Thursday afternoon. So, but you know, they CCP took quick action. They nuked Thunderdome almost immediately. Patched it, patched it, and then took it down. Uh, and then went uh, radio silence. For the next 24 hours until the uh, the patch notes dropped, and the stream and the patch notes dropped the next right. day. So, and I mean that was, was that, that if there was a silver lining to this whole situation, it was the fact that they were going to release the patch notes and everything the next day. So, yeah, the, the AT players managed to get a maybe at best 24 hours head start on everybody else. But as Angry pointed out, that's enough. Because if you are an AT time. player, yeah. if you're an AT player, there's a couple of things we can say about you. First of all, one, you are a super tryhard, because that's what these guys are. Two, you are looking to game every single possible ounce of everything you can out of this game, because that's what they do. And three, you are most likely fabulously wealthy, because if you've been in the AT and you maybe have won before and you've gotten an AT ship, you have a lot of money on your hands. So they can move markets. So Angry, what happened 
after the leaks came out on uh, Thursday. Well, basically, we just um, flipped over to Jita and looked at uh, what materials we needed to build a Tech 2 Dread and saw that uh, a lot of them had spiked. For example, I have a picture. Um, let me grab that one. Um, uh, picture, 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 picture. As I have it on Discord. There we go. Uh, so fermionic condensates um, was probably link the me one the photo and was... I'll throw it on the screen. By the way, okay. Um, I love and this. everyone can see what mm. you're talking about. Okay. Uh, where do I? Where do you want me to put the thing? Just stick it in our chat. Okay. Does that work? That picture, Link Imger. Uh, it hasn't come through yet. It's on. Uh, you put it in Twitch chat. Oh, Twitch. Oh, chat. you put it in Twitch chat. Never mind. Thank you. I have it. Okay, I I'm will stupid. grab it from there. Oh, that is fine. But basically, that it's is up. within that is within about thirty minutes of um. Wow. Now hang on a second, Angry. Just I, I want to be clear about what we're seeing here. Is that uh that number on the left? So you have twenty k, twenty five k, thirty k on the left. On the right, you have point two five million. 0.5 no, no, that's, that's not, not that's not what's important. The, what's important is the volume bar that's on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Not that it's the that, it's, and that that's the number on the right. The right that's number on the axis. right risk. It's mm -hmm. the big tall blue bar yeah. on the right. That's that is uh that is the daily volume. Yeah, that one. That is there. The you go. Trade volume that's a good of fermionic condensates in Jita, uh within about you see a, there's a normal background level of it, and then you see uh. Whoops, what's that? Yeah, very strange. Very strange. What was that, uh... I mean, wh so what is this What is this used for, Angry? This is the... This is the primary composite that goes into a Tech 2 Dread. Um, so, uh... So if you, if you want to build any Tech 2 Dread, you need lots of these. Hmm. Fascinating. Are they used in anything else? I mean, I assume they... Yeah, they are using everything else. They're using everything, every Tech 2 ship, but, um... They sure. use more in Tech 2 Dreads than the, than the, than the rest of it. Well, that does uh, make sense. So, Fascinating. Yeah, yeah so definitely so within... people were able to act on that information. Now, will yeah. prices stabilize such that they ultimately make money? Will they try and turn around and sell? Will they try and convert them and then try and take profit? This is all very nebulous. It's not like a done deal that these people had the first mover's advantage. It's more complex than that. But, but it will give maybe, them maybe not a lot more complex. It, it will give them the ability to throw these Lancer dreads in the cooker faster than anybody else, which uh -huh. is going to be the big thing because we know full well, you know, once once a new ship is in the game, it's not instantly in the game. You got to build mm -hmm. these things, so yeah. it's going to take at least two weeks or so before we see the first Lancer dreadnoughts like arriving in the wild in TQ. Mm -hmm. But the fact was because of this leak. Some of the biggest, you know, edge case gamers ready. in the in the game with a ton of money went out and were able to corner the market. So there you go. Actually, Sometimes bad actually, things happen. Uh, have we actually done the math on what that is for the timing? I think it might be uh, under it's, a week it's or a, close. It's, right? it's, it's um it's about ten days if you're doing a Sotio rigged. Okay, yeah. So the interesting thing about these is they're not going to require very much blueprint research except on the lances themselves, right? Because they're Tech 2, people with existing Tech 1 trade BPOs 
or BPCs, all they need is a copy, right? They'll be able to invent pretty much boom the day the patch drops. I think there's maybe one skill they need to inject if people are prepared. So I would not be surprised to see these things on the field uh, surprisingly quickly. I have to do the exact math. Before yeah, Tuesday, so right? that, that's why yeah. we're telling people, like, if you want to get your jump freighter in done, you have about two weeks from today. Hurry up. Yes. All yeah. right. Now we're the, getting uh, ahead of ourselves on the Lancer Dread stuff, and I wanted to go through this stuff kind of in order. But I mean that is a thing, and that's something that we have to talk about. And in in, mm -hmm. in the span of the leaks, that was it, it sucked. It's it the the CCP had done a very good job of trying to keep the leaks to a minimum. They had made it so at least they had set up singularity, so it was very hard for Hobo Leaks to get in there and, and show what the patch was gonna be early so people weren't getting this stuff dripped out until it was announced by the company with the goal of making sure that everybody had the same information at the same time because there's always going to be I mean in, in a game like Eve information is power information is money and knowing what's going to happen before somebody else gives you an advantage just like insider training does in the real stock market so they were trying to do their best to keep that to a minimum and this was an unfortunate fuck up and what was otherwise i thought a pretty solid yeah. example yeah, a, so a pretty solid situation of, of them doing good opsec on trying to keep this stuff quiet right well, there's a i think there's a little confusion right a bunch of people were saying well they only did this because of the leak or whatever but that's not true they were actually planning to do no. the patch notes on the to on friday whatever it was the entire time which i think was new or relatively unusual correct but yeah. of course, we endorsed that. We thought that was a great idea. Right. right. And I'm so. going to give them another attaboy before I start stomping on them when we go through these notes. And what I'm going to say is, in terms of communication-wise, the rollout of this expansion, I thought, was probably one of the better rollouts that CCP has done over the years. There were a number of key features, and we're going to go through them when we go through the patch notes here in a minute, that that were looked at as separate entities that, that were like focus points of this expansion. And that was the, obviously the structure skins, the corporation tools, and the, the Lancer dreadnoughts, among other things. But what they did was they spent a week rolling out each piece of the expansion, doing a big dev blog, doing CCP TV shows with developers talking about each of that stuff, going and deep diving into each one of those. And then, at the end, before the expansion launches, we get the patch notes. This is how they should be doing this every single time. Yeah. And the no. fact that they did it this time, I think they sh that this needs to be what we see later in the year when we get expansion number two. And I hope that, that beca this becomes the archetype of how they do this stuff rolling forward. Well, Angry, were you going to a... contradict me? I am going to contradict you because... You're um... turning it a nominate. Uh, <laughs> Somebody so had to. The issue I had with, with, was, was that uh, they rolled it all out except for the change about uh, industry indexes and pricing. Uh, that's a change that is very significant, but also um, like, like it was a change that people need a lot of time to prepare for because what essentially is going to happen is that uh, in a lot of NullSec, um, industry indexes are going to double on, basically on patch day because uh, NullSec had these bonuses that... Uh, Actually, a high sec too, but um, but if it's more it's more widely used in null sec, and it's like people are going to, need to move their entire setups. They're going to, to build new structures. They're going to need to. This is not like a change that 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 allows you to speculate. You should probably give people some time to react to this early, and uh, that that time wasn't uh, given out. Um, that was the one change that would have like 
been the least damaging if it came out early. It was also the one that released the latest. So that's that's my that's my like gripe with the thing. It is. It is. That's fair. Yeah, it is kind of indicative too. I feel like this is because the industry changes aren't necessarily sexy. It's a hard thing to put you know a fancy graphic in front of and you know talk about on CCP TV for an extended period of time, um, unless you're you know CCP psych. Uh, but it, it is important, and I I agree with Angry. I, I wish they would have done a little bit better job of being more comprehensive with that information too. Also, would have gotten me yelled at a lot less by uh, the people who were mad that <laughs> that that is their true. Entire setup. Correct. That is true. And we will talk about the industry changes here in a little bit when I when we get to that point. But I want to I want to get moving with one more thing that was controversial, slightly controversial this week, and it's on the screen right here. This ad right there, twenty times. 20% off Omega earned 10 times more Evermarks. Oh, yeah. This, this was a, a another example of a poorly worded ad yeah. by CCP that got the community into a small tizzy earlier not this as, week. Not as nefarious as you think. It's not as nefarious as you think. Now, one of the design elements of the Evermark system when CCP put it in, and this was CCP Rattati's one of his main points when he spoke about this publicly on a number of occasions was these Evermarks would only be available for people who were doing things in the game. You could not purchase them with outside money. So when people saw this ad that if you bought this sale, you would get 10 times as many Evermarks as you would otherwise, they thought that that was going back on the phrase, no, nothing but you know, in space that Rattati right. had said. And the reality is that this ad is not saying anything other than the fact that as with almost everything else in Eve, Omega accounts will generate more Evermarks than an Alpha account. So if you are not subscribed to the game and you're playing as an alpha, you're not going to get as many Evermarks as you would if you are subscribed to the game. So 20% off Omega is great because you get 10 times as many Evermarks. It's just a way of advertising one of the benefits of... It's just... It's exactly like the double skill having training Omega. ads. Right. Yeah. You're not getting double skill training over Omega. You're getting double skill training over Alpha. It's just a poorly worded ad that got everybody's butt hurt earlier in the week. But unfortunately, this is kind of par for the course... When you're doing an ad like that, you try to throw something in there that you think might entice people. And if you're not 100% clear about it, people are going to get mad. And then they yell at us. Yep. Just saying. Yep. Now, moving on. All right. First up, we're going to go through the expansions here, uh, through the notes relatively quickly. But uh, because we do have some other stuff. And I think Fountain Frank wants to, to talk about his name change, which Whoa. apparently is happening. Whoa, uh, later in the news. show, I got to go find him. He's sitting out here drinking a beer. Um, the first thing is they announced, and they talked about this, but here is the the first major part of the Viridian patch, and that is corporation projects. They're adding this new tool that will allow and empower corporation leaders to give better directions to their members, and they they have a number of different types of projects that are going to be available. A deliver item projects, destroy non-capsuleers, that would be like, say, raising ADMs in certain systems by ratting, damage capsuleers, mining ore, all the normal things that you would expect that a, a corporation would want to provide benefits to their members by getting them out there saying, hey, we need you to do this, we need you to do that. Instead of putting this in a Discord ping or a Jabber ping or a forum post, 
It's an in-game thing that can be tracked by the corp uh, CEO or executors, directors, whoever, that have access to this corp tool. And the members can go through and see the different projects that everybody that they want to be working on, and then that they can go out there and see how they get credit for it. This was a pretty big deal, and I think a lot of people liked it. Now, what didn't ship with this corporation projects yeah. expansion? Well, what didn't Is that a ship? Rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, so so it's what didn't ship? Well, one of the things that we had asked for and that we had expected and that I think is pretty critical for something like this to work very well is a, an automatic payout function. Yeah, You hit the goal and whatever the reward is set by the corporation for completing that goal, you get it. That's not in this. You have to do all this stuff by hand. So, yes, it'll say this person completed this goal. And then at that point, corp CEO, corp director, corp, you know, roles manager, whomever has to go in and send the person whatever the reward is that they set for completing that process. It's hey, manual. I, I have a question. I promise I'm not going to be a nominate. Is there ESI for this? I don't know. Sorry, it was a mean question. I couldn't help I don't myself. Know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And I mean, that's the thing, like, if there's ESI for this, hey, it's the same as, as what we would already be doing, because all of the big groups in the game have systems like this where they can track your participation, they can track whether you've done something, and they can make sure that you are rewarded properly for whatever you did. Now, it's manual, obviously, like an SRP thing, you're going to get cleared, yes, this person did it, and then somebody's got to physically transfer the, uh, the ISK in the game. Right, yeah. But at, it needs at the to same be more integrated. This needs to be integrated. Part of the whole point of doing these corporation tools was to provide tools for smaller corporations that are not as large, that are not as big as the Karma Fleets and the Pandemic Hordes and, and the Brave Newbies and the initiatives of the game. That They don't have these big corporation tools. I guess Tigraz would be the init group. That, 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 that The smaller groups don't have these big corporation tools. The big groups do. And one of the benefits to being in a big group is you have access to all this IT. I mean, the goons have an IT department that rivals most Fortune 500 companies, and we can take care of all of that stuff. Not everybody can do that. So that was it was part of the, the goal of trying to, I wouldn't say make Eve more egalitarian, but at least provide some of the same benefits that the big guys get to everybody else. Yeah. To, to democratize it a little bit, little d. And, well, and that not being in there, I think, is a big, big, big issue. And it really it it is, and it, they they bundled this you know sort of conceptually with the Excel plugin too, right? Where the idea was, you know, currently there are a lot of uh, features of the game for um, you know a lot of groups that are kind of locked to the size of the group or the the membership of the group, and being able to have those tools accessible to more groups makes those communities stronger. Um, so basically, what they've done is just created a spreadsheet generator. We're like, okay, cool. This will generate a spreadsheet for you. Let's show you, you know, here's a number, here's a person's name, and then nothing else after that, which is kind of disappointing. Right. Now, I'm hoping that we will get this part added on later as we go through the summer. And I think that's what they're working towards. But the fact that it didn't make it in, um, it's just uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Now, next up, corporation loyalty points. One of the things that was a big 
announcement in this patch, or I should say this expansion, was that now corporations are going to be able to tax loyalty points like they tax ISK. And so that as, as you generate loyalty points when you're out in space doing things, your corporation will benefit from those and be able to use those to do things for the corporation. In the past, for example, at least I, when, when I was in it, we had buyback programs, so go run a bunch of missions to get the blueprints through the LP store for the ships we were flying, whether it was it used to be Macarials and it was APOC navies and other types of things, and the, the Alliance would buy those back. Now, the Alliance will be able to use a portion of the, the loyalty points that they are taxing from their members as those members are earning them to go and buy these things directly with the tax money that they're already getting from the players who are doing stuff in space. So I think that was a big big thing. And the other thing that, that is good is that you're going to be able to transfer loyalty points between corporations, which is another good thing, especially if you want to, say, an alliance executor or an alliance says, hey, we're going to tax, as an alliance, we're going to tax loyalty points so that we can do things on an alliance scale. You guys got to send us X number of points, you know, that you generate, you know, this month or whatever, and they can do that, which is great. That's excellent, right? Very good. Now. I feel a butt coming on. But what did not make it in? Well, Evermarks are excluded from being traded between corporations. Wah, wah, wah. Now, you may be saying, well, Brisk, why does that matter? Nobody uses Evermarks anyway. Well, guess what? This is the expansion that's including what corporations are going to be using Evermarks for. Yeah. which is all the structure customization. Now, for those of you who play in high sec, there are some of you who watch this show. You're not going to have a problem for the most part. Maybe you will. Low sec, you may not have a problem. Null sec, at least any organization in space, and whether this is a wormhole group or whether it's a high sec group that doesn't want to get war decks so they transfer all their structures to another organization, or whether it's a null sec group that has an executor corporation that has two or three characters that have control over everything and nobody but the leaders have access to it, the reality is the vast majority of groups in this game are not run by the biggest corporations in their alliances. They're run by these holding corps, like any other Mm -hmm. company. In the real world, you have a holding corp that doesn't have any assets that owns all these other companies. So if somebody sues the main one, they can't get anything because it doesn't don't, have any assets. Don't tell us so much about the Panama Papers risk, right? Right. It's so, true, though, right? Like, but that's this the is thing. A, it's a standard practice, but they haven't managed to get it in. And it, it seems so the like whole this, point is, yeah. in order to, in order, and we're going to get to this when we get to the, to the structure section briefly, in order to customize your structures you need to use evermarks and you're buying three four five six months at a time the license to be able to do this where are you doing them you're getting them from evermarks well how does a corporation generate evermarks well the players in the corporation generate the evermarks and the corporation receives one evermark for every one that the player gets so a group like karma fleet and i checked us earlier we have something like 40 million evermarks because our members have been doing this how many does DJ's retirement fund, which is the executor corp for the Goons Form Federation, have zero? Actually, Why? I have some. Let me check right it, now. It's uh, it's like a hundred and fifty thousand odd. 
uh, hold on, I was logged in. But yeah, it's in the hundreds of thousands, right? It's right, very compared small. to, you and I mean, I will... for a month. Yes, exactly, right. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll pull up here, and let me see what our corporate... Corporation wallet. There you go. I'll throw this on the screen so you guys can see it. Let me uh, get it on here. The, Actually, um, our, uh, our tax corp has more than the executor corp. The tax corp has 375,000. So they'll they'll sit there uselessly. DJ's for some has one hundred thousand evermore. Yes, yeah. See, one hundred thousand. Yes. All right. We we Just do love this. we do love Athenors. What can I say? So there yeah. you go, right here, Evermarks. That that is the corporation wallet for Karma Fleet that you can see on the screen here. And we have something like forty thousand forty point five million Evermarks. That's it. But I can't give any to DJs so that they can, you know, put put these on top of. Brisk, they're gonna the iterate ships. on it, Brisk. They've got to iterate on this. I know they are, but it's not yeah. shipping, and that's frustrating to me because it's like this is one of these things we told them from the beginning there are, that yeah, if you're gonna make us use these Evermarks, it's not that hey, good. Hey, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. This is a very what? important conversation. Does Karma Fleet only have twenty bill in its its master wallet? We don't put money in the master wallet. Oh, okay. That's okay. that is minimal amount. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. On Make purpose. Sure. Just curious. Minimal amount on purpose. I just, I just assume that you know. I didn't, we have Karma, trillions, Karma, but we don't. Do Karma that. Fleet okay. is the most senior shareholder in in the Imperium. As a matter, I never mind. That's right. We're broke. We have no money. Don't ask <laughs> us for anything in Karma Fleet. Please, Kaz, I, don't tax us at all. Here's here's the thing. I understand. I, I, I hate to play the good cop here, but I am going to play the good cop here. I understand what the point of this is. And what they want to avoid is a situation where you have people who set up corpse full of, you know, tunes. Could be people who, the same people who, who have, um, you know, skill point farms, whatever. Who all they do is grind Evermarks, and you can do even do it with alphas at a you know significantly lower rate. Just grind Evermarks and grind Evermarks and grind Evermarks, and at a certain point you could then sell those Evermarks from that corporation to another corporation just by donation, right? You you know give me X amount of ISK and I will send you X amount of Evermarks. They they are very desperate it seems like to avoid the situation where you can get Evermarks through any other means than contribution by your members uh, or, you know, by the daily logins or whatever um, through interactivity with the game. But that does that does put a lot of groups in a tough position. My group previously had used a separate holding alliance for our structures to avoid war deck mechanics. Um, 100%. Granted, that was before we took Sov. After we took Sov, it didn't matter because we were war deckable anyway. So I just moved all of our structures into our, our main corp because... There's no, there's no sense in doing it otherwise right now. Yeah, I mean, it. look, I appreciate where they seem to be coming from on the wanting to prevent sales, but it's tough in a sandbox game, right? Yeah. The relationships that people do legitimately have about their corporate identity don't, don't cleanly map to just one corporation or even just one alliance. So I, I get what they're saying, but I think at some level all they can do is make it sort of tough and they're never going to be able to totally prevent it, and they'll need to accept that to some extent. hundred percent, and that's that's my want. that was my point, right. and I raised this um, in a meeting. I guess we had on this before in the CSM. There is zero way, no way, to prevent 
somebody from selling an Evermark if they are tradable in any way. But they well, absolutely have to be tradable because of the way that corporations and alliances are structured in the game. So if you want Evermarks and you want this to be a thing, then you're going to have to to budge on the tradability aspect of it. And if you do budge on the tradability aspect of it, then there's inevitably going to be situations where somebody says and call somebody on the phone and says, hey, I'll give you some money if you trade me these Evermarks. Now, if they're going to track every isk back and forth between every corporation wallet to each other and and, and and like try to line it up to see if there was an Evermark trade so they can yell at somebody about it. Okay, that seems like a lot of work for not a lot of benefit. Yeah. Because in the end, so what? These were all generated by people doing something in space. It's not like it they weren't. So why is it why is there a problem between shifting them between corporations even if somebody's willing to buy them Actually, for their stuff? If you want to be pedantic about it, none of the Evermarks currently in the game were generated by somebody doing something in space. Uh, they were all... That is not uh, wrong. You are correct. Generated by somebody sitting in a station or somebody on a login screen. He's and got that, you there. That's it. <laughs> just so, saying. <laughs> just saying, guys. I don't know what else you want to hear, but... They, I mean, they may, they may have moved to the Paragon station through space. That's I say true. may very they specifically... Also- they also could have just logged in there. And if they exactly. did, know. you know. May. So. I, I oh, think we're mean. I, we're I mean. Wish. Is there a I know, good part of this expansion, Brisk? <laughs> yeah. I mean, now, the skins are awesome. Right? Moving on. Really the skins, you can that. see them on the screen here. Like, this is an Astro host that is being skinned with uh, what they are calling the Super Care Induced Nanocoding Resequencer, the Skinner. Skinner. Uh, which lets them do this. And, and it's, it's going to be cool. And I'm looking forward to that. We talked about that last week, so I'm not going to go into this too much detail. Uh, Angry, do you want to talk about the tax reforms that they put through? Yeah, so this got me yelled at by quite a bit for quite a bit. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so the first one's pretty simple. So this is a this is sort of like a almost a hindsight is that um, CSP always meant. So if this is only for like people who have operating markets or know how they work, is that um, before if you have a mark if you have a market and be with a broker fee and you make some of that money so this was the nerf they put in nerf the ttt back when it was printing trillions and trillions a month which is that half your broker fee goes to ccp however i think it was always meant to be 0.5 instead of half so what was happening is that um since three years ago any broker fee in a citadel that was higher than one percent is sinking additional isk to ccp and essentially robbing your own members, and it's something that we fought very hard on because uh, the broker it meant broker fee as a way to raise money for your alliance was basically a fake choice. You either screw your own members or you screw yourself. You either set your members' money on fire or you don't have enough revenue. And this was a fix they took way too long to implement. Um, uh, so from now on, broker fees are just a flat 0.5% instead of half of the player broker fee. That part's so that- done. That's done. Yeah. That's a change yeah. that uh, I think few people have issues with. Uh, the next one, industry job fee. So this one is sort of a... This is setting up more things in the future. Right now, it doesn't actually change that. This part right now doesn't actually change that that much, which is that um, the, the baseline industry fee in a, is slightly higher. So in a 0% index system... Industry is no longer as free, but this industry code refactoring allows you to set up 
um, more things that affect industry fees in the future. Uh, and in, in a way, this will make everything slightly more expensive, but, um, uh, but you know, it, it, it's also another, it's creating another major ISK sink that you can tweak if the ISK imbalance is getting, if the balance of ISK sink and ISK faucet is getting too out of whack. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so the, yeah, the two huge changes here are really, allow, first of all, allowing structure owners to make a normal amount of tax that doesn't weirdly vary with the index and they'll be able to compete with each other on a level sort of playing field like you might expect and come more to about the leveling right um and the other thing is is really creating a second hopefully primary isk sync in the game that it hasn't had we've only had sales tax they're heavily modified it's heavily modified by skills it's one of the worst economic taxes in terms of like impact on the economy so adding this as a potential isk sync is a great thing to get into the game as a piece of the structure and then uh what this one did get me yelled at which is removed all system cost index modifiers so this needs a bit of explanation the biggie. Yeah. yeah this is so, what you were talking about earlier with folks that had specifically designed is, their their industry around it yes this is the one that they put in the blog without the rest of the details that were in the patch notes about the refactoring and it led to great consternation even this was that was a few hours before the thunderdome event Right, so we had an interesting Thursday. Yeah. So what? So let me explain how this bonus works. So, uh, so there are two types of two main types of system cost system index cost modifiers. The first one is that if you are in a null sec system that had an Amar Mimitar out or or actually any outpost that was upgraded, except for Amar Mimitar, the best. Uh, if you build it, the index in that system is just lower by a percent if you do any industry. So uh, this was very, very visible during the war where we had our, we were headquartered in 1D, 1DQ, which has a, an Amar outpost, had an Amar outpost. And as a result, the industry index in 1DQ is literally half what it should be. While Pappy set up in T5Z, which had no outpost. So uh, they were doing industry in a full index system. So. Uh, so, Pappy were sinking their money into a 10% uh, industry system uh, when they really didn't have to, but you no, know, it was great for us because they wasted their money. Uh, so, a lot of but nobody uh, knew anything about this. This was one of these no, people. People knew th people knew about this. It was just wasn't everyone. Right. This this was one of those things where if you were not a hardcore industry guy, you had no idea why certain places had lower index costs than others. And the result was some people had advantages because they knew where to set up shop and that gave them a competitive advantage against their competitors who were obviously in another place and paying 5% more potentially when they were building everything than the folks who were in these index systems. Go ahead. Right. Keep going. Andrew. And um, and uh, so this that, that's one aspect. The other aspect is that every single system with an NPC station, if it can do industry, granted I think like a 3% bonus to this. So Jita has like 10 systems that you can do industry in. The index in Jita, although right now it is very high at 14%, uh, is actually modified to 61% of what it actually should be. So after patch day, Jita will be a 20% index system. And uh, the other one that's really affecting this is Amamake. Amamake has, Amamake is a 60% system. So, so Amamake is actually one of the best systems in the game because it is a 50% index on top of the 50% faction warfare uh, uh, discount. So 
Hmm. If you're doing industry Almake, your index is effectively one third of what it should be, even better than Nullsec. Um, not anymore. Not. Oh no! It will be. It will be. It'll still be better than Nullsec because you have war. faction warfare. Yeah, but the fact war bonus stays. But it exact. won't be better than any other fact war system. Got and it. this got me screamed at because our guy who set up our industrial infrastructure afterwards had planned very carefully around this, and we made all of his work useless. Well, we didn't. Well, CCP did. CCP did. Angry, angry exaggerates comically, right? So they uh, obviously, it's interesting to go look at the list of systems and see whose will change, which means those who actually did focus on this versus didn't in the layout of various NLSEC systems. But it turns out almost everybody did, right? Where this is, I think, a better change is in HiSec, where with the NLSEC monuments, you can actually see them and the bonuses in-game off of the overview where the monument is. But the high six stuff is not documented in game anywhere. You can only find it on third party sites to know what's going on, and people just don't, right? So, what we want to see is more of the stuff that is like Fact War, where it's tied to a specific mechanic that's alterable in the game and not just some legacy thing, right? Uh, but what's interesting here is that all the people who were in some unbonused system, for whatever reason previously, they, re in relative terms, just got a buff. Right, they are not going to get hit where the big fish will, and I'm interested to see how that plays out. Right, so we'll see. In the short huh? term, a lot of indexes are going to go up. A lot of people are going to need to move or drop new structures to recover some index because, boy, is nobody going to be building one DQ with its 18% uh, hmm. unmodified index. I mean, yep, it will be dramatic. I think uh, might we just turn one DQ off to prevent people from setting their money on fire. That'd hmm. be a bad idea for them to keep doing it. So, regardless, I, I think these these are some of the major changes that that were added that people were not paying as much attention to because it's industry. Who cares about industry? But we're going to get okay. to some more of the industry stuff after we briefly go over the Lancer Dreadnought thing, and then in addition, also as they normally do, they're doing a temporary sales tax holiday as they always do. At least they have always done in the last couple of years when they do it a big expansion because they want to get they want to juice the markets a little bit uh and so they're reducing the sales tax for every market transaction from eight percent to four percent for a temporary time i would assume that that'll be about a month so you can assume mid-july this will go back to normal uh but in the meantime enjoy your temporary tax holiday now nice. lancer dreadnoughts we talked about this last week the tech 2 dreadnoughts that were promised in this patch have been dropped they are the four Lancer Dreadnoughts, the Bane, the Kakur the Karura, the Hubris, which I think is a very good name, and the Valvran, Valraven. Val I don't know how the fuck they, to pronounce it. Valraven. Valran or something like that. It's the, it's the Valorant. Valorant. There you oh, yes. go. The Valorant. There you go. We're calling it the Valorant. Right. Yeah. The Val the is Valorant? fine. Right. Okay. Val. And Val. the Darth Bane. Darth Say this, Bane. you can't ask me how the meta show was while we're in the middle of it. You have to wait till 11.45 tonight. You're way, <laughs> way, way early. Just saying. Time zones. What are they? Right. So, so these are the Lancer Dreadnoughts. What's important about the Lancer Dreadnought? Well, as we had been talking about and people were concerned about, the lances. Each of these lances is a disruptive lance. It does about a third of the damage of a Titan lance, but it prevents tethering. It prevents warping, docking, jumping, using stargates, and it cuts your remote reps by 50%. You know, this I don't is a big have, deal. I don't have claustrophobia, but I could develop it listening to you read that three times in succession, right? Mm -hmm. That list of debuffs. Right? Substantial. It's pretty significant. And 
at the end of the day, what's the biggest worry that we've had about these Lancer Dreadnoughts? Well, the biggest worry has been from the beginning what this is going to do to jump freighters because yeah. the big issue, the big concern is there is there is one jump that jump freighters need to make. And that is the low sec to high sec regional gate jump. They can't they can't sign out in in high sec. So they every jump freighter that is moving between Jita and anywhere else in the game has to cross into a low sec system at some point. Has to cross from a low sec system into a high sec system. There was a big question when these were first announced. Are these lances going to be available in low sec? Are they going to work in low sec? And the response was, of course they will. All lances work in low sec, so why wouldn't they? And that was the case. And we got that confirmed by CCP well before any of this stuff was rolled out because some of the CSM members that are playing this game are very good at constituent service, and they should be commended for doing that. Now, that being said... Everybody starts freaking out once that is confirmed because you're lanced while you're trying to make that jump from low to high sec, snuffed out or somebody else, gangbang team or LSH or somebody's on the gate, they've got Lancer Dreads. Everybody's like, what if they're cloaked? Lancer Dreads can't fit cloaks if you got a lance on. Hmm. So that part of it's done. But the bottom line is, if it's possible for a jump freighter to be warping to a gate, the Lancer Dreads to be on the gate, know they're coming, start firing the Lance up, and hit these guys before they can make the jump to high sec, and that has gotten tons of folks in the Jump Freighter community freaking out about the potential for this disrupting their movements. Now, I do I do want to interject for a quick brisk, because I, I want to, I have heard some people, even people within my own community, uh, express some flippancy, I guess, with this, with this concern over the last couple of months or last couple of weeks, I guess, since we found out about these. And I want to be clear about what the problem actually is here. It's not the fact that lances will be able to hit jump freighters. Lances, Titan lances, can currently shoot at jump freighters in low sec if they wanted to. The difference is that as you, you know, the lance can hit you while you are in warp, right? So as you're coming in, jump freighters notorious for slowing down, you know, at the, the speed of death, right? They just slow down forever. But they are still in warp. That entire time, you're vulnerable vulnerable to the lance, just like you are when you're in warp in a in a you know on a pod or a, a shuttle or something, and you get smart bombed on the gate. Those kind of AOE weapons can just damage you while you're in warp. The difference is with these lances is that the 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 effect of the lance, the you know the not being able to tether, not being able to warp dock or jump, not being able to receive you know 50% of incoming or remote reps, that is all tied to the first damage tick that you receive of the lance. So the moment you get hit by the lance, you cannot jump for 60 seconds. You're effectively pointed in space for 60 seconds. You can't warp out either. And I am and being that, corrected by the chat. I misspoke. You cannot use Titan lances in, in low sec. You can use the Doomsdays in low sec, just not the AOE damage ones. Correct. But that was why it was a big deal when these were announced that days would be usable in low sec. Right, yeah. anyway. and that, there's, I think, the... The, the big risk about this is that all the conversation is about what these things can do that nothing else can do. It's not mm. about their conversation as how they affect capital engagement at scale, right? No one is talking about how are they balanced, like what situations exactly would you drop them? It's all about this stuff they can do where they're blocking a gate jump, something that almost nothing else can do, right? The only thing that can stop something from taking a gate right now is the Hichter focus point on capitals, right? On, on 
capital's bigger than a freighter, right? It doesn't work mm -hmm. on jump freighters. Accidentally, in Phoebe, 10 years ago, nine years ago, they introduced the ability for that to work on jump freighters for a week, and they reverted it, right? It was an accident. It wasn't intended, right? But when it did work by accident, they changed it right away. So these things are much more powerful than that in three ways. A, they apply to freighter class stuff. B, they apply to subcaps, and C, they apply to everything out of warp. It's an AoE that can affect you without being targeted, right? Even the Hick, when it gained that power, it didn't gain that power with a bubble, right? It had gained it with an actual targeted effect, right? Bubbles have never prevented you from taking the gate, right? And in general, the only thing that AoE is doing to you in the game while you're warping is some damage with a smart bomb, right? Or with a lance for, or if you warp through a reaper, for example, right? That it's possible, but no, debuffs like this are never associated with that. So these are a really dramatic expansion of the mechanics and that's why they're paradigm shifting for mechanics that previously have been safe for 15 or even 20 years do we know what's going to happen we do not no we don't and i think that's one of the things like part of me has said hey let's not nerf these things into the ground until they're in the game and we see what the impact's going to be but at the same time we had an elegant solution for the jump freighter issue which was simply treat the lances like they were a hit point and just make jump freighters immune to it and that would solve this issue and and that would be it ccp decided not to go that route we don't know if that's something they're looking at down the road or if they're going to wait and see what the impact is if they need to do anything at all i think hopefully it will not take a month and we'll see i think they said on the stream they're going to watch it actually which that that makes sense uh like i said last time it only took a week this time it'll take more than a week for the first lancer to be built uh, we're certainly taking, everyone is taking action, right? I won't comment on future plans, but I am confident that everyone who is interested in jump freighter logistics is taking one or a number of actions to try and prepare. But I think like Shine said on the show last week, it's almost more likely that very few jump freighters will ever even reach high sec or, or try in the first place. If there's even a couple of big deaths, people will change their behavior completely. And I don't know, that's what I mean when I say, I don't know what's gonna happen the game is is very yeah that sort of thing can be fragile right we'll see now moving on we are going to go over and just deal with it because there's a lot of stuff to talk about we still got to talk about the the other big news the big balance news that had not been leaked until the thunderdome changes which was the vaunted marauder nerfs that people have been asking for and i have been fighting against for about the last year so looking for what did they bat, do my bat prop into the ground right okay, there it is sorry. there you go so marauders and they highlight this they say ever since the rework in 2021 which i was very proud to be a part of because it finally got these ships used again seen a used increase in use and people are very they're very happy that marauders are used and people love marauders and they're some of the greatest sh ships in the game and people are a big fan of them and you guys have been staring at my paladin uh in the background when we were on the other screen for most of the show that being said besides the fact that mark doesn't like them even though he flies them, Mark. No, no, continue, continue. There was a, a huge a hue and cry for nerfing them again because they were just too good at everything. So what did we get? Well, they have reverted the main buff in 2021 to Marauders that got everybody excited to use them again and that made... Uh, Grath Telkin liked me for at least 48 hours, which was Ow. increasing. they're increasing the duration on the Bastion module from 30 seconds to 60 seconds. It was 60 no. seconds before, no. 
No, they reduced it, was, it to 30 to make them more mobile. It was 90 before. It was 90 seconds before. Right, 90, but now they're bringing it up to 60. So they're, so they're sticking back more time on the Bastion to a minute. Okay. I'm not going to fight it. I don't like it, but I'm not going to fight it. And then they removed the Electronics Warfare Resistance bonus to the Sensor Dam Tracking Disruptor and Target Painter Resistance, which means that every group that knows they're going to go up against Fighting Paladins now is going to bring a range of EWAR, and they're going to be able to cut into some of the benefits that some of these ships have. In particular, the Paladin, which has a very significant range buff that everybody likes so that they can hit out to 150 or more. And that's why I have a Paladin, and that's why a lot of people do. So... Now, they're keeping their tank, they're keeping their firepower, they're keeping their range, other than the E-War damping effects that you know are going to be out there, and Paladin then they can't move as much. Paladin now is actually not keeping its range. Well, Paladin that's true. That's, there was another nerf, there was a specific nerf to the Paladin range buff, which two, is optimal range per level bonus was yeah. cut by 2.5%, so that's so, going to reduce that yeah. by like 10%. I've never been much of a Megathron guy, but what's up with these Kronos changes? I'm hearing rumors that the crabs are actually delighted. Yeah, so the Kronos, the Kronos has suffered for a long time um, because it it needs a lot more utility to make it viable uh, in its in its mids, and it just didn't have it. I think I think it says here even that they were uh, it had the same. No, never mind. I'm, I'm lying about that. Uh, yeah, it, it needed another mid, and this was actually something that got proposed to me um, by a friend of mine, uh, a very good, uh, very good friend, former Rogue Capel pilot. Uh, I think maybe current Rogue Capel on an alt. Uh, friend Mick Fightmaster uh, suggested adding a mid to the Chronos, and then CCP Aurora came up with it kind of on her own because she was thinking about it before I even got to her. So, um, adding a mid gives it a lot more versatility, taking away a high. You know, you, you lose a smart bomb, or you oh lose wow, a you lost a smart bomb. You lost a oh, nuke. No. Who cares? Oh boy, oh so what a shame. Uh, yeah, and no, I think it's good. It's especially good on a rail ship, right? On is. a hybrid ship, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty solid. But and we saved then, the best for last. Here is the best part. <laughs> yeah, it is. Marky Mark in his constant desire to stop Marauders being the go-to ship in wormholes mm. led the charge. Is that fair it's to just, say, Mark? That you led the charge? To, it's just fun to see it. You know, you work you work on something for so long, and then you finally see it written out, and it's just it's it's just so good. It's so nice. Listen, here's the here's the truth. the The problem with wormhole space um, is that every engagement has to be about mass efficiency at a certain level, right? Uh, with lower, smaller scale engagements, it's not, not not as important. But between larger groups, it becomes well, what's the most utility the most you know versatility the most damage we can get out of the mass that we have available and what this does is this pushes the the number closer towards in favor of dreadnoughts right where a dread with um cap guns and application now becomes the the more compelling um the the, the more compelling option when you're talking about mass efficiency right because previously it was really easy just to shove, well, not really easy, but you could shove, you know, 14, 15, 16 paladins through a hole, plus logi, plus support, you know, and 
and then you would, you know, you, you that, that's a ton of damage. I mean, you're talking effectively putting three dreads through a hole plus the rest of a fleet. Well, and there's um, no there's no more mass efficient counter, right? Correct. With them at the standard mass of a Tech One battleship, there's nothing that is competitive except maybe the very expensive faction battleships, and even those don't come close in the damage output that you correct. require typically. Right? Yeah. yeah. They have other benefits. So yeah, I actually I didn't think of this change, but I totally buy into it. Then I'm surprised they didn't get to it earlier with them being a, a Tech Two battleship. I don't actually know what the range is. And on, so so the, the so so what bombs. I hear what I hear you guys saying is no longer friends with Marauders. Leshak now best friend. Is what's going to happen? Still again. good. Lashak has always been good. Listen, I've been a Lashak stand for years. All my tunes are trained on Lashaks. My corp flies Lashaks. Lashaks are bay. I'm not good. ashamed to admit it. I am a Lashak stand, and and, and and so am I. I'm looking forward to watching as people start screaming for them to get nerfed next, because that's inevitable. Because <laughs> everything so that is other, the best there, gets nerfed. There were some other buffs though. They were some buffs. There the were some buffs. Maelstrom. So we did get buffs. They they added buffs to the Maelstrom and the Roke. I'm in a Roke, motherfucker. I'm in a Roke. It Great is song, by say, the way, if you have not have not heard that. It's funny that they uh, say they were both underperforming compared to the Hyperion and the Abaddon. And that is I true. I don't know if you guys have flown an Abaddon recently. Abaddons are dog shit. Uh, Abaddon, the hype, Abaddon is the not hype, the worst ship in the world, but I like the, the fact that you can either good. put... Well, you can put, you can put Artie on it, and it's funny. Yeah, we we used to run Ardia Baddens and in it, and uh, and then we also had the traditional ones. The Hyperion though is probably one of the best solo, oh yeah, Tech One battleships out there. It's just Hype really is, really good. Hype is good, and the Maelstrom. Now, now the Maelstrom will be quite good too. I think once you scroll well, down to well, it's, in the, in the same capacity, not as a fleet ship. I'm saying right, yeah. but. I really wanted another more, more grid for the Maelstrom because the natural predator of the expensive armor battleship is uh, artillery maelstrom and that didn't get mm -hmm. him off yeah and then the other big thing is for those of you who for whatever reason are enamored of large rail guns they're getting a buff as well 15 percent bonus to tracking speed and rate of fire that hopefully will make them a little more useful because we all know that rails were the least likely to be used on any of these big ships true so there you go we got rails buffs. And yeah, then, we everyone's hot for those. Hybrids need love too. Hybrids have fallen out of love in general with everyone. So. Zero point mass entangler, which was used to help roll wormholes, now is usable mm -hmm. in high sex. So there you go. Enjoy. Hey, this this one and low sex sp specifically is a, a good example of your interactions with the CSM in practice. This was brought up in the super secret uh, nullsec FC CSM channel where that may not be secret anymore now i just said it but it's not everybody knows about it seto brought it up and there's a reason why the channel in there is called some leaks and not no leaks anymore not, i was gonna so. say it's it's definitely not no leaks uh, i renamed it seto brought it up um you know because they have a bunch of wormholes in turner and they weren't able to roll holes uh at a certain point because because it's still low sec it's not, it's not still low like sec. There, yeah. Right? correct yeah uh -huh. and and pe what people don't understand about it is the the zero point mass entangler was built off of the hick module the hick module previously the 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 hick point either allows you to script it for point or for bubble right uh and then it reduced the mass of your ship so what all they did was they took off it, you know, took the thing, put a new badge in the front of it, and then took off the bubble and the point. And so that was a hugely, massively, yeah, every wormholer hated my fucking guts 
well, when they nerfed that and took that away, and I was trying to come up with using Hard Knocks and other people's advice on what they could do to provide a ship that was mm. dedicated for wormhole rolling. Right, the zero point mass and tanker itself yeah. was a CSM creation when because right. they were nerfing, and they were nerfing something about rubber banding with the right. use of the bubble and micro warp drives. An right. elegant and solution. Stuff, so it's a really elegant solution. Anyway. And now. The fact that they fix it now so that you can use it in high second, you can use it in low second, there you go. is just a, it's a simple quality of life thing. It's really smart, and I'm glad they got it done. And for those who were complaining that there's no content in this expansion, it's just a bunch of ships and some other cosmetic type stuff. They did add these new home front operations. The goal of these, these are group operations that are designed to be uh, run by new players along with old players, and they will be available through the Air NPE uh, interface as well as through the agency as I understand it. It all comes through one one big uh, pile and that's going to provide some new types of content that folks can do together. And then we get to Angry's favorite part. The mm -hmm. industry changes. And there were some significant industry changes that CCP argues is going to reduce the cost of T1 Capitals and also make moving PI a little easier. And I will let Angry run us through those before I go figure out if Frank has drank all of my bourbon. Angry, go ahead. I'm on mute. Uh, so basically, this was um, uh, this was an issue that came up after a Siege Green, which happened in uh, April of 2022. So that was the patch after the Capital Industry patch that made Capital Ships actually buildable again after about two years. And then what we quickly realized was that um, the temp... The buildability of capital ships was very temporary in that uh, people were people had been preparing for building capital ships after the capital industry patch and then they couldn't because the initial capital chain blueprints were bonkers and uh, this was a set of changes that Kenneth Feld and I sort of came up with and presented to CCP uh, at the CSM summit and and it mostly came out in the form that we presented it as and so what this was is um Mainly looking at uh, isogen, which has been a perennial problem uh, since the since the mineral since the the, the, the since scarcity, and then uh, just adding a bunch of PI um, quality of life things because really there the amount of people who actually like do PI is always going to be limited because it's just such a click fest, and the and we were hoping that some of these changes would make PI a bit less painful to do uh, to well make a bit less painful to provide in the amounts that you need to build capital ships um, yeah so so if you don't build capital ships a lot of these changes won't really make sense um, if you do uh, our our napkin math is that uh, this will drop the price of a dread to about 2.6 2.7 rather than the three point something it is now. And uh, and and that also applies to all the all the other capital ships that use uh, the same parts. So so maybe maybe like a maybe half a bill off a carrier, half a bill off a Vax, and about one bill off a Zernitra. So so that's that's that that's this part. Did we scroll past the uh, Tech Two Dreads already? I think we did. Yeah. We did, but I mean, I can go back if you want to look at the. Now the, the... There's, there's not really any point to that. Just that. Um, okay. Yeah, the big, the big I, 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 I could those. see everyone's eyes blazing over, so just end that quickly. 
Yeah, the big oh, effect yeah. with the Zos was actually a jump freighter cut, right? When yes. they looked at them, mm -hmm. they decided that really the Tech 2 version didn't need all the additional capital components that were already in the Tech 1, took those out of jump freighters, and they're also not in the Tech 2 build. It's now just focused on Tech 2 components again. So, but that ended up being a cut to jump freighter prices. So I guess, like, I don't know, maybe they thought that jump freighter pilots would be happy that when they lose their ship now, it'll be cheaper to replace. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> There's a, lot like of, a, there's a lot of maybe not. very backhand change. <laughs> right. Now, uh, on, on the screen right now is two of the things that people probably missed, but I'm going to highlight because these are pretty critical, I think, to uh, industry functioning well again. The first off is they are reducing the volume of all planetary interaction commodities by 50%. We have been begging them to do this for three years. Because when they changed all of the blueprints, all of the capital blueprints in particular, to require ungodly amounts of planetary interaction materials that they didn't require before, that became a big bottleneck, was moving this shit around because it was rarely being done in the places where the stuff was needed, so you had to move it. And these parts were really, really big. And it we, we were talking about how one, I think... Mittens used to love to bring up, like, the, the one wyvern would take a hundred, you know, freighters full of Water PI wyverns. or some nonsense. Yeah. Some yeah. ridiculous amount. And and now they're finally, they finally did what we've been asking them to do for a long time, which is cut the size in half. And hopefully that'll make it a little bit easier to move PI around and get people to do that. now. And then it was also mostly water. And then the second thing, the Ethereum asteroid count was increased by 900%. Why is that important? Well, what's the number one bottleneck for building anything in EVE right now? Isogen. What do these asteroids have the most of? Isogen. So, Angry, tell us a little bit about why this is important. So, uh, for people who don't know, this is uh, last year CP added um, a number of sites that only spawn some blue suns. And yttrium was the most important out of the minerals there because that one contained isogen. However, these sites were kind of problematic because they were how long they took to respawn and how um, how unreliable they were in terms of actually finding them. They and how a, full of other worthless ore too, right? That too. Um, for how the they contained basically nothing. Like they contained very little isogen. So people was like. They mined them for a bit and they didn't bother because uh, it was just, it was just not, you just couldn't get enough isogen out of it. So this is sort of like an overkill buff so that, hey, uh, you know, these sites will be really good for isogen. You should probably know that. And I think this is the most we've seen something buffed, like not 900%. Uh, I guess it's only matched by the initial scarcity nerfs where like, you know, they took out 90% of all the ore in a belt. Right, right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if this pans out for him. It definitely is a bottleneck, and Losec has never produced in the numbers necessary, right? They have the thing yeah. tuned. Like, I mean, that this is the, the larger problem is that Isogen throughout the game is tuned like a low end, right? It is tuned as something that will be produced by high sec in volume, and it's just not that way anymore. And, and can they get around that without dramatically changing everything or unlocking that back somehow that that doesn't have to mean null sec right it could be a, a low end again it could have minor amounts of high sec that would also serve to not bottleneck it the same way so we'll see if this works i think the jury is out i'm not i'm skeptical still 
And then the last bit of this thing, and then we'll move on to, to Frank and some other funny stuff, is the graphics updates. They have added volumetric clouds because God knows we needed more things to drop the frame rates in the game than we had before. I'm a cloud stand. Sorry, I love flying through hostile space because of all the nebulas I've never seen. When I was up in Paragon Falls the other week, I think I was talking That's about. That's not those. this cloud. That's the. I other. know, I know. Those are the those are the skybox clouds. I know, but it should be fun, right? This is some people love this about Eve. And they have they have updated the graphics for 68 of the Empire Base faction frigates. Uh, and then you've got Marauders are getting a bonus, and one of the th- the Marauders they're not bonus, they're getting changes to the way that they look like when they're in Bastion. So the, the idea was there wanted to be a visual representation where you could see, and you know that son of a bitch is in Bastion because he looks meaner than mm. he looks when he's normally like running, flying around. And then obviously they they did a lighting pass on upwell structures because of the of the of the structure skins being added. They might as well do that. And then finally, planets are going to cast shadows now, so it'll be just like real life, even though none of us has been to space except maybe like one or two of you. So we wouldn't know if the planets cast a shadow or not because we're not up there. Anyway, that is we get, that is we, what we we've get, got. We get for this expansion. eclipses occasionally. That is true. We, we do. get night. Night is the shadow. Oh wait, night is the shadow. That's we right. I keep forgetting. Night. We get we get nighttime. Am the I nighttime is crazy? the right time. So so there is Sorry. there is there is a way Go for ahead. us to uh, to know. That's that was here. great. Thank so, you, Mark. Scared the cat. My bad. There you go. <laughs> scared the cat. All right, there Man. is my paladin back Hold again. Hold the fort. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Now let me go get Frank. We have a very brief Fountain Frank segment. And then we're going to get out of here. So I will be right back. It's time for an Imperium update with our boy, whatever his name is going to be. We'll find out soon. We will find out. What, what do you mean my tie is showing? I'm not wearing a tie. Oh, of There's course. There's no tie. I didn't see a tie. There's no hmm. tie. Nobody's, nobody's wearing ties here, except that idiot Briss. Listen. Listen. Okay? How have you been, Frank? It's been a minute. Things have I've been, been busy. fine. Like, everybody keeps asking me, Frank, are you okay? How are you doing? What's going on? Brisk is like, are you going to be okay with all of what's going on? I'm like, what's going What do you mean? What, what's going on? What is going on? What is Nothing. going on, Frank? I don't fucking know. Everybody keeps asking me, well, what's going to happen? Uh, in it left the Imperium. Are you going to li- be leaving? I'm like, when was I ever in In it? It's true. What are you talking about? Look at the logo. The logo says the Imperium. Mm. Did the Imperium leave the Imperium? No. So where You're the fuck would fine. I go? No. Well, I think I think people just assumed, you know, not unreasonably, Frank, that because the initiative lived in Fountain, that's why people called you Fountain Frank. 
First of all, one, as everyone knows, Innit never lived in Fountain. They lived in Delft. And it was goons. Goons are live in Delft. Goons are in Delft. And it is in Delft. We took Fountain after the war. They took Fountain after the war. Because they never lived there before that. That was the whole oh, point. I see. I see. Now, if you guys want to be busting my nuts about changing my name because, well, and it's gone, so now Fountain is owned by a group that's not in the Imperium, you can't be Fountain Frank anymore. You have to be Delve Derek. Or... <laughs> Paragon Soul Pete. George is right here. Quirious George is not going anywhere. George is right here. George is still Quirious George. I, I He's like all Delve like, Derek. fuck you guys. I'm not going anywhere. Delve Derek. But he doesn't. Delve Dave. Delve. Delve Darren. Or, you know, like like that idiot off of the, the show with the witch that goes like this. Whatever the fuck it was in the 50s. I wasn't alive for that. Listen. I got so many questions about changing my name that I said, you know what, fuck it, I might as well. Because, hey, you know what, if Enid is in Fountain and they're not in the Imperium anymore, then I guess I'm going to have to move all my shit. Mm. So, what's it so gonna be? I am going to announce officially today, my name is no longer Fountain Frank. My name is now NPC Fountain Frank. Jesus Christ. Because why wouldn't Very I just good. move to NPC Fountain? I mean, that's Absolutely. what you do when you're not living in Fountain anymore. Right? I'm going to die. So I can go hang out with Gangbang Squad and those guys this in NPC Fountain. I, listen, I still have assets in MN5N. I'll see you there, buddy. There you go. So no, Frank, I'm not going anywhere. Frank is still here. I am still Frank. Brisk is still brisk. God knows he wishes he was someone else most of the time. But you know what? I'm not going to let you people try to bully me out of changing my name just because right. and it's no longer in the Imperium. Because I've always been the Imperium spokesman. I will always be the Imperium spokesman. Yeah, and and that's what? the bottom line because Fountain Frank said so. That's right. NPC Fountain will always be there for you and for all of us, buddy. I'm so you're glad to God hear you're damn right. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Now, one last thing. I am going to show you something funny because this happened, and I'm going to laugh at him for it. And I'm going to laugh at him. I'm going to laugh at him for it. And I'm going to laugh at him. I'm going to laugh at him for it. And I'm going to laugh at him. Our boy Merkel Chen, Karma Floyd CEO, is a big fan. Yes, there was an echo. Deal with it. Is a big fan of is a big fan of his new AT ship, the Hydra. His new AT ship, the Hydra. And he was hanging out on Rampage the other day with his Hydra sitting on the Keemstar in our Beehive fleet, which is the Black Ops fleet that we drop on people and they're trying to kill our ratters and stuff. So tell me, Craig, I don't know anything about Hydra. So tell me, Craig, I don't know anything about Hydra. Tell me, Craig, fit a covert ops cloaking device too? Is that what you're saying? Yes, it is. Sorry, I killed you all with the damn reverb. I had the wrong button pressed. Sorry, deal with it. Now you can hear, and you can all stop whining, you crybabies. Anyway, I'm going to shut up. We're all going to shut up, and you can watch the clip and see what Trainer, our boy Trainer Air, did to Merkel Chen the other night. It's pretty funny. The other night, it's pretty funny.
The other night, it's fucking conduit show me son of a bitch. Yes, they I can't play audio. This is bullshit. Briscuits fucked everything up. Anyway, the conduit jumped Mark, and he got very upset, and it was very funny, and. Fuck you, Brisk, for not having the audio fixed on this so I could let you guys listen to this thing and make it funny. There anyway. Was, was there a moment there in there you think where he had wished he'd worn his brown pants that day? Oh, absolutely. You could tell. You could tell by the way he was acting that mm -hmm. he was no longer wearing unsoiled underpants because he wasn't expecting the condo with jumps. So there you go. All right. I am not going to bring Brisk back. I don't know where he wandered off to. It is almost 5.30. It is way beyond normal time, so I'm going to get out of here with you guys. Okay, so Betsy, we went forever. 85 minutes. We went an hour and a half. So not bad. Kazanir, angry. Any final thoughts for these people? They don't deserve them, but you can give them to them if you want. Uh, uh, I guess I'll start. This expansion has a lot of fun stuff, and it's got a lot of stuff we can't predict, so let's batten the hatches, I guess. It's going to be a big Tuesday. Not my fault your jump reader dies. Amen. Mark? Uh, Any final I, words? All I want to say is uh, I've been working on my next campaign slogan. Or sl slogan. Slogan. My next campaign slogan. It's Slogo. Uh, Mark Resurrects CSM 18 will nerf Brisk's next favorite thing next year. That's what's going to happen. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this was the Meta Show for June the 10th, 2023. Kaz, Angry, and Mark are here. I am NPC Fountain Frank. We'll probably just keep calling me Fountain Frank because NPC is for those who aren't into the whole brevity thing. But I'm glad you joined us on the show today and eat my ass, Nui. <laughs>